Good morning, guys. This is Rachel on Recovery, and Zoe is joining us as our special guest today. And she's going to talk about her journey of being a survivor of sexual abuse. Um, and Zoe, let's introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, um, I'm Zoe. Um, I am a spouse to a service member. We've been together since high school. Uh, I am a homeschool mom. Um, and we've done a lot of traveling through the world. And I'm really excited to be here and share my story with you all. Thank you for having me, Rachel. Okay. Thank you for introducing yourself. We're going to go through some questions and get to know uh, a little bit more about you and your experience and your repercussions after being sexually abused as a child. Um, What things have you done for your recovery of being sexually abused? Um, So the recovery process has been a long one. I didn't start uh, any recovery until I was an adult. Um, I was probably around my, uh, I would say 20s. Uh, and I first started with counseling with the church, like a pastor. Um, then I started, went through counseling through either the military uh, or a program that offered free counseling. And then as the, and that was always on and off. It was unfortunately never 100% all the time or consistent with uh, the life we live. So we, I did that for about all of my 20s until just recently uh, I started seeing an actual therapist. And then I am doing EMDR. And I also recently discovered a retreat earlier this year uh, for other, for a retreat just for uh, children who, uh, sexual, child sexual abuse survivors. Um, So I went to that and met some really awesome ladies. What has been the most helpful? Um, I would say um, EMDR has definitely been very helpful for me. I've only been doing it for about two months, but it is, it has definitely, I've seen the difference. It's the first time I've seen a difference. Uh, all the counselings, I never saw anything. Um, just felt like I was retelling my story over and over again, especially every time I had to find a new one. Um, and then going to the retreat definitely uh, was great. It, it, it helped me visualize more of my problems and realizing that my trauma as a child has impacted me a lot as an adult more than I realized and I've done a lot of connecting the dots and was able to connect with other survivors I've never done that before I always felt like it was just me and uh having to meet other people where I didn't have to explain anything to them they just got it they understood my point of view they understood my my feelings um was very great um and I, it was an amazing experience uh therapy i just started recently around the emdr and actually finding a therapist who went to school to specialize in certain things like ptsd and stuff um has definitely been more helpful than seeking a counselor 
that's that's very common, unfortunately. Uh, uh, how did your family respond after you told them? Um, so, uh, not everybody, so I've only told, um, three people, well, if you count my spouse, four, um, but if we, before my spouse, um, even before one of my family members, it was actually only two people when I was a, uh, in my childhood. Um, and unfortunately, I did not get the support. Um, the first time I came out and spoke about what happened to me was when I was 12. And my mom reacted um, any as any mother would who doesn't understand what happened um just knowing that their baby was hurt um and she freaked out not understanding that um my abuse started early on and because the abuse started earlier on it caused me to blame myself for mostly everything uh didn't matter whether i knew it was my fault or not it was just an automatic response that my brain went to and my brain was still developing. So when my mother uh, freaked out, it scared the bejesus out of me. It scared me so bad and I felt like I was ruining my mother's life, um, that I was hurting her, that by telling her this secret of, that I've had for all these years of what was happening to me was causing more damage than just enduring it and not saying anything so I had taken it back um, and I told her that um, it was a misunderstanding um, it wasn't a misunderstanding but I was 12 and scared and hurt and didn't know what to do based off how my mother reacted um, so unfortunately it just kind of got swept under the rug life was different after that uh, one of the positive things came out was my abuse stopped, um, but life was no longer the same uh, in the house. And then around the age of 15, 16, I came out to my aunt, and unfortunately, uh, she acted supportive the night that I told her. And then the next day, come to find out, it was just... Uh, a show per se um, on her part and she was not supportive she just needed to tell me that because I was staying at her house that night and the next day she went to my mother and told her what I told her and basically convinced my mom that it was all a lie um, so uh, because my mom had already known about this previously from when I told her 12 and I was bringing it back up again. And then my aunt, who's a great influencer in convincing people uh, to manipulate them, essentially. She's great at manipulating. Convinced her that it must be a lie. Um, even though lots of signs were there for the abuse for years, it, it didn't matter. And so, unfortunately, I got attacked. I was told, how dare I speak out about this person there's no way this person would ever hurt me in any shape way or form um if i get counseling i'm going to ruin that person's life 
and then ruined my life and my family's life. And so basically I was just told everything bad that would happen. So there was no positive outcome for that. Um, so I never I got support, unfortunately, and le it led to more trauma and I would say even even worse than if it could be possible, but it is um, worse than the actual abuse itself uh, when you realize that nobody it, it cared. Nobody was going to save you. Um, so, yeah, uh, I did not have a very uh, positive family response. And I recently just told my sibling uh, about a year ago about it. And so they're still processing. And I recently just found out that my mother had gone out and told her siblings that my secret when I when it came out around when I was 15, 16, and I had no clue. So I've been thinking all these years that nobody knew. Come find out everybody knew and nobody saved me. Um, so unfortunately, there is no good story there. Um, your, that kind of answers our next question was, how did the community respond? Um, so the community... If we were going to base it off of not family, um, I don't, most people in the community don't know. Um, most of my friends don't know. If I do tell people, um, it's because I felt comfortable, but they just really don't know me. And most of the time, I will never really see these people ever again. But my story would be forgotten quickly. Um so when it comes to the community, um, I would say if just speaking of friends, not um, family in any way, I don't know their response because my community still does not know my story. Okay. Um, was there any re-victimization or victim blaming? Uh, yes, I still deal with that um, to this day, more so with my mother. Um, she do finally did acknowledge that it happened. Um, and when, but at that point, she had her own trauma with the whole situation. And so just like not getting help for me, she didn't think she needed help for her, you know, in the community I grew up. Um, getting help for mental health or trauma was a sign of weakness. So we don't do that. Um, so, and if you did get help, you were viewed as crazy, essentially. Um, so she didn't get the help. I didn't get the help. And so we've come to an odds where we don't really understand each other. But more so they don't understand me because they just don't have any clue exactly of what happened to me. So... A lot of times whenever I'm triggered, it's the first response is, you're too sensitive. Um, you always bring up the past. You can't let it go. You just can't move on. Are you going to hold this against me for the rest of your life? And But the thing is, is I, when I was going through the abuse, it was suppressed. When I came out about it, it was suppressed. Through all of my 20s, it was basically suppressed. 
And it's just been recently within the last, I'd say, two years where I've been trying to come out and talk more about it and seek more help and stuff like that. So I, it's hard to move on from something when you've never really confronted the problem. So um, unfortunately, you know, I still have family that does not believe me. And I, like I said, I don't, I have not shared my full story with a lot of family or friends. And so the, the topic is just continues to drag on the the trauma is still in my life today freaking almost 20 years later um in my life today and bring brought up because you know we just didn't get help when we should have gotten help so how did this impact your education and career um so during the time that I came out, it was right during high school, and um, I was also dealing with other things in my uh, life uh, with other family members that had a huge impact on our family, and so between, you know, just having to hold the trauma in and then new trauma coming in. And then the trauma that my family caused when I did speak out, uh, it caused me to just basically give up um, on myself in school. I didn't care anymore. I literally in 10th grade stopped caring. I didn't do one homework. I didn't do one test. I constantly got in trouble so I could purposely go to in-school suspension. Um, Literally got straight Fs. Um, in 10th grade minus one class and that was art Um, that was the only time I could really get away and express myself and so by the time it was getting to the end of the 10th grade I knew I was going to have to flunk and restart and that just did not sound appealing with all the trauma I already had because high school is can be very traumatizing so I dropped out and got my GED Um, I was going to pursue an army career, but unfortunately I was so desperate to leave my household that I decided that I was going to stop pursuing my career and just marry my uh, husband that I was dating at the time and that I was going to go with him and follow him in his career and start my own life and start my own family with him and instead of pursuing myself and that's what I did how did this impact your dating life uh so I've only uh have dated two people um I got married very very young and I only dated one person before that and so For me, if I had to say dating, I, one, uh, have severe trust issues. I have trust issues. I have uh, issues believing people love me, um, truly love me. I have issues with self-worth. So those three combinations alone would have made dating impossible because I would not really be able to feel like I can trust anybody. 
Um, I don't know if their intentions would be true. And so I think that's one of the reasons why I did not date a lot and just was like, and I loved my husband very much and I loved him back then too, but, and that was enough for me, whether we were young or not, whether there was more opportunities out there, I was like, nope, this is for me. This is the one. Um, and then that's it. So, uh, I would say I didn't end up having a dating life because of the trauma and if I did, it probably wouldn't have been a healthy one. Uh, how did this impact uh, your marriage? So with my marriage, it impacts because, just like I said, I would have a probably an unhealthy dating life. It, I caused an unhealthy marriage, unfortunately. Um, being, I am a codependent based off my trauma, and so that it was really easy for me to basically be like a magnet to other people trauma who needed a codependent person. Um, so we both suffer with our own trauma, unfortunately, and we both suffered with sweeping it under the rug, getting too fast involved, growing up too fast, and not taking the time to enjoy each other, um, whether it was just through dating or marriage and taking it slow, we didn't. Um, so it caused the same issues that I would have with dating. Trust issues didn't matter whether he was being trustworthy or not. I don't trust. Um, I have a hard time believing I'm loved. I have a hard time believing I'm worthy. So that just caused a lot of conflict um, because here's this person telling me all the time that they do, but my mind refuses to acknowledge or accept it. And so in return that causes pain for that person and just kind of causes a wedge in between us. Uh, caused this person to move away, say it less, do it less, when I needed actually more of it. And But, that per but my husband didn't know how to respond to that. My husband didn't know that being because of my trauma that he, well, even if I was being negative about it, he needed to be more responsive about it and be more loving and be more you know, whatever, speak my love language more. Um, so it makes me very needy, probably more needier than the most regular people who don't have my trauma. Um, could go away with enough with a couple I love you through the day and a couple kisses, or as in a couple for me means you must not love me anymore. Um, so it caused a lot of turmoil uh, where we'll have to seek counseling to better understand each other and whatnot. How did this affect your parenting? Uh, parenting, I would say it affected me. I'm very overbearing. Um, obviously, again, trust is a huge thing for me. Um, I homeschool my children, and I would say my trauma as a child played a huge role in that decision. Can't trust the school system, can't trust family, uh, can't trust anybody. So, uh, I, but I can trust me. I know. I'm never going to hurt my children. I want the best, what's best for them. Um, homeschool has been a blessing in many ways, so I don't regret it, but it makes it hard to have, um, just trust my kids with anybody. Um, I, I, if I got to leave my kids with anybody, my in-laws, especially family, my brother, it doesn't matter. It's like, 
it's hard. I, I it's hard for me to go on a date night um, because who can I trust with my kids? Um, can I trust them? How do I know they're not going to hurt my kids? Um, I'm just constantly protective, and then you know the littlest things. If I feel like you hurt my child, even just even if it was small, it causes me to basically become mama bear and come out and be like and attack you even though it was super small um so because of that um my kids don't understand um and that's another way it's affected my kids can see that I'm overbearing they can see I don't have a great relationship with my mom um and they don't understand why and unfortunately it's just a topic I can't bring up to them because they're still too young to know about and talk about so of my story and it makes it very confusing for them um and then that hurts me as a parent that i can't explain to them that this is not their fault so i'm constantly worried constantly stressed um constantly trying to protect them and have them in this little bubble that i know is impossible to achieve how did this impact your finances um, so finances, I would say it impacted me, um, you know, having to pay for therapy. I didn't, you know, wherever I could get counseling for free, that was always great, but it wasn't enough. It, they didn't know how to deal with my trauma through the tr real way. The I don't want to say the real way, but the best way. And so I had to go and get therapy, and insurance does not fully cover therapy, um, and then I have anxiety, so I've had to take uh, get anxiety medicine, and um, it's not always covered. Um, I have to take CBD oil, and I have to pay for that, and that's definitely not covered. Um, if you know, if I'm in a really depressed mood, and I feel like I gotta go out of the house, uh, I will drive. Take my kids. We're gonna go drive, take a long hour drive, and go hang out and go do something fun. And um, so that takes gas. Or I just too lazy. Well, I don't want to say lazy, but just don't have the stamina to, you know, cook or do anything in the house. And so then I have to buy food. And we all know buying out it can get very pricey. And so, um, you know, and then another way is if I would have had my own career. I could have, you know, been a part of contributing to our finances. Um, we live a healthy lifestyle now with finances in my husband's career, and I'm able to stay with my home, my kids. But early on, when he started off his career, it wasn't like that. And so had I followed my career, you know, we could have been a two-income household uh, versus one or one in a part time that's working only making seven eight dollars an hour, um, and didn't it did a little but not enough. Especially once I had my child, that made it almost impossible for me to have to to be able to work. So if I didn't have his trauma, I possibly could have actually gone and done my career or finished high school and then have been a two-income household versus a one. How has this impacted your overall health long-term? 
Um, long term, I would say mental is more uh, the mental long term health issues. Um, physically, I've been blessed, um, and I don't really have very many physical um, or health issues. Um, really, the only one I have is uh, obesity. Um, because of all my trauma, I turned, if I didn't turn to God, I turned to food. And so food became my gateway of endorphins to release good endorphins. And um, so I'd eat, eat, eat. And as the years went by, you know, those pounds start catching up to you. And uh, by the time you know it, you're at a very unhealthy weight. And you realize that it's, gonna, it's starting to impact your life. Um, like, for instance, I don't have the greatest knees uh, because of always being obese since I was a child and just tacking it on. So now my right knee is not as strong as it once was. Um, and then basically going to the doctors is always a struggle for me. Um, I'm not like most people where I, most people don't enjoy going to the doctors. But for me, I feel like it's just an extra extra struggle I gotta go see this person that I don't know and I don't trust especially if I have to do you know like a pap or something it makes it even more my anxiety off the roof and so seeing doctors I if I can I avoid them um hospitals doctors which um is not good because if there's something wrong with me I could take too long to you know pinpoint it because I'm too afraid or too traumatized to go see a doctor um how has this impacted your social life uh social life it's uh well being married to someone who's in the military makes a social life already hard uh to meet friends and you're meeting always new ones um but at the same token even with this life, having my trauma has made it hard because, again, I go back to that trust. Um, I don't trust many people. I sometimes feel like I have a really hard time just connecting with people in general. Um, for instance, like a friend that I have known for about a month now, um, you know, we were speaking and I had discovered something from... The company that we're both using for a house um, had said something and uh, she was like oh just you know let it go you know it's not it's not that big deal to stress over but for me it was huge and she just could not understand why it was such a big deal for me and it's because she doesn't know my life story she doesn't understand my trauma she doesn't understand how certain things impact and cause me to feel more be more reactionary my brain does not think towards my front it's more through my emotional part of my brain and so you know when I heard that this person had basically crossed a line in my book um it wasn't that simple to just let it go and shove it off I'm not going to be dealing with that person anymore anyways it's more no and so that can cause a lot of, you know, for your friend to be like, oh, you know, that's not irrational, you know, to think I'm, yes, you're right. If I was, 
it's probably not the most rational way of thinking, but I'm not thinking through my rational part of my brain. I'm thinking through my emotional part of my brain. And so that can cause a lot of conflict, and sometimes that turns people off from you, and then they don't want to be your friend anymore. And then instead of just saying that or trying to understand you or try to work through your problems, they slowly back away and then you start blaming yourself what well i must be a horrible friend you know they don't like me why don't they like me and you kind of like obsess over i need to know why they don't like me but then i'll never directly ask them why they don't like me i'll just let them terminate the friendship on their own terms and that's it um so because of that that's caused a lot of trust issues for me even more to meet friends um and it just causes me to constantly be misunderstood or overreact or think the worst case scenario. And so because of that, it causes me to be closed off. Like maybe sometimes I just choose I'm better off without friends. And that's not the case. We all need a tribe. How has this affected your mental health? Oh, mental. Well, definitely it has affected my mental health tremendously, unfortunately. Um, and I probably always uh, be affected. Um, I have very severe anxiety. It started around when I was 15. Um, back then I wasn't taking any meds because I wasn't really sure what the heck was happening to me. Um, and I dealt with it as an adult. Uh, it basically gets triggered. It's not like um, I never had, it, it didn't, it was never bad enough to where I needed med medicine constantly. Um, it would just be triggered here and there depending on what was going on. Um, but then 2020 happened and it set my anxiety off to the point where I had now am on medication for it. Um, just took that one thing, uh, all the suppressing of all the years or all the trauma and feeling certain ways. And then it just took this one thing on top to just bring it all out essentially and, um, cause the worst anxiety at even worse than when I was feeling in when I was 15 ever in my life um so it has affected me in that way anxiety and the anxiety causes a lot of fear so I have now constant fear it doesn't matter whether it's of dying or going on an airplane or uh my spouse not being faithful or my mom not loving me or my or hurting my children mentally um causing them trauma you know not having friends uh, constant just worry, 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 and so and fear, and then uh, depression. I never had severe depression, but I definitely struggled with uh, being depressed at times. Um, some days I just didn't want to move, didn't want to do anything. I just sat on the couch and watched TV all day, you know, with the kids, depending on what age level <laughs> limit, you know, age time they were. Um, you know, if I wasn't working, then I didn't have much to take my mind off of it. And so definitely has caused me a lot of, um, at times, depression and then the anxiety. And then I am overly sensitive. I am easily what they like to call triggered um, or overly sensitive. But it's just because... The way I process things through my brain is unfortunately usually through the emotion part, emotional part of my brain and not the rational part. So it's a lot harder for me um, to not to ra be rational or think that this is totally not normal when it is. It really is not normal in my book. It is normal. Um, 
So I, I'm still, I'm, you know, having to take EMDR and, and therapy and I don't know when it'll end. I don't know if the anxiety will ever get better. I don't know if there'll be a day where I'll be 100% confident in myself or where I won't have to see my therapist once a week um, or try, you know, if EMDR stops working, try something else, you know. Um, It's just been, out of everything, my mental health definitely has been the one affected the most. What was your grooming process like? Uh, So I don't think I had a lot of grooming um, for me personally with my situation. I think it was more of uh, taking advantage of. Um, They saw a weak spot with a situation of mine with uh, another situation in the family and they saw the vulnerability basically obviously I was a child so I was already vulnerable but then it was kind of like they knew this person was like they needed this savior and so they were going to be that savior even if it wasn't the correct way um and so for me uh it just kind of happened there was no they didn't talk to me about what they were going to do to me or what was happening to me it was just kind of they made me feel good obviously you know come here you know made me feel very nice and loved I was missing that love and then they were filling me with the love and then took advantage of me um so growing up when this would happen usually it there was a a word and I wouldn't essentially call it grooming but they'd use a word and we are going to go wrestle, you know, like you grow up, play wrestling with your siblings or whatnot. Um, but unfortunately, this was with an adult. And um, I did not fully extent know what that was until I learned about it in school about my abuse. Um, but it was always just called wrestling. So we're going to go wrestle. And there was really no saying no. It was just more get quiet and just wait wait it out essentially to other victims out there what advice would you want to give them um that you're not alone um going through this uh being a victim of child abuse uh, or child sexual abuse uh can feel very lonely it's something that we don't want to talk about because how could an adult do something so horrendous to a child um but it does it happens more often than not unfortunately especially with family members doing it and that makes it even more scary if it is a family member how do we come out about this how do you convince people that this family member that everybody loves and adores is doing this to you um and that makes you feel very alone um you don't feel like it's not something we want to talk about at least not when we're basically going through it especially if you're a child you don't want to tell your friends what is happening or happened to you how do you tell your family what happened to you without destroying them uh how you don't know what's going to happen you know there's nothing physical to show 
most of the time there's nothing physical people can just look at you and see this trauma it you know unless they're doing a test in at the hospital to see this type of trauma you don't see this trauma so it becomes very lonely because nobody can save you unless you speak up but to speak up it means nothing but fear because you don't know how people are going to react and it's fear because you don't you think people are going to think differently of you and you don't know how people are going to react your family or your friends whether they're going to support you or not and so you feel alone but you're not alone um there's people out there you just haven't met them yet that are going through the same thing you are going through feel the same things you feel went through the same things that can understand you with zero judgment without thinking you're over emotional or thinking you're not rational or you don't even have to explain yourself they just get it and i highly suggest you find that tribe um i highly suggest that uh you look out for the uh, unique foundation and if you can sign up and go to the retreat if you're 18 years or older go to the retreat um it really is a great experience it helps you understand things more. It helps you connect with other survivors and makes you not feel so alone. You're actually able to say things and without a whole bunch of explanation or without people looking at you like you got three heads. Um, they just get it. And I think for me, I never had a tribe like that. I've always had friends here and there and my family here or there. But never once had I had a tribe of somebody like-minded like me. And I feel like I wish I would have looked for that tribe way sooner. Um, I wish I would have gotten so seek help way sooner. Um, and so my advice would be find your tribe so you're not so alone. So you can talk to people who know exactly what you're going through. Because unfortunately talking to people who have not been through this abuse even if they were physically abused or mentally abused, they just, they don't get it. They don't get it. Um, I know personally, because I've speak, spoken to people who have been mentally or physically abused by family, friends, whatever it may be, spouses. It's not the same. It's not the same, unfortunately. Not that their trauma is less than ours or ours is more than ours. It's just different trauma. And they don't understand. It's a, our brains registered Two different traumas, two different ways. Um, so find your tribe, look into the unique foundation, um, and don't give up. Uh, seek help. Get a therapist. Um, even if you can't afford one, then go get a counselor. F find resources for free. Find groups if they had some. Just do whatever you have to do to not feel alone. You'd be surprised how just connecting, whether it's through a therapist or friend or through your tribe, of people actually understanding you or can actually help you with this trauma can be really freeing and help guide you and get through the trauma that is bound to follow you for probably the rest of your life. How has this impacted your faith? Uh, so my faith is the one thing there's times. So let me rewind. There are times I am by no means a perfect Christian. I am a Christian um, but I don't believe in perfect Christians or Christianity. Um, I am a sinner. Uh, whether it's no matter the size sin, even a little lie. Um, 
And there has been times when I have been very angry at God because I do not understand why so much trauma continues to happen in my life. Like, that childhood trauma just wasn't enough. We have to keep adding more to the trauma through my childhood and adult years. Um, So there are times when I have cursed God and I have been so angry with him. But even during those times where I was angry, there was always another side where, especially when I was a teenager and I had not one support, not one person I, I can turn to, to go to, talk to. There not one physical human being. There is only one person that I could talk to that knew exactly what I was going through without any explanation. Whether I had to pray and talk it out to him or if I couldn't even find the words that day and I could only sing Christian songs. Um, that, for me, was the most helpful I truly believe it wasn't for my faith that I would not be alive today or I would be in a loony bin because the trauma caused so much for my brain to finally just basically blow up in its face. And um, so I truly believe if I didn't have my faith, if I didn't have God to rely on him and pray to him, and whether it was to scream at him because I was angry or scream at him to just help me and hear me out I would not be here today with my husband and my beautiful kids um it was literally the throwing my loneliest times in life when I was a teenager and a young child God was the only thing that got me through it it was the only time that I felt a little bit of something a little bit of hope there was it wasn't just all darkness there was a little bit of light that I can see in that dark tunnel and um i just always aimed for that light no matter what no matter where i stood at the moment with him i just remembered that light and so for me if anything the trauma caused me to have a closer relationship my relationship with god is not perfect like i said i'm not a perfect christian i have lots of work still to do but it definitely confirms that you know my faith really is important to me and that he is there for me and it has grown to appreciate the faith and hope that comes with my uh, religion Um, so it has played a big role in a positive way for my trauma okay well i think that's it thank you zoe for tuning in with us and uh, hope to maybe catch you up on another episode later down the road. Um, You got any closing thoughts? Uh, No, I appreciate you for having me. Uh, It's been great to uh, come on here and answer your questions. Um, And I hope that um, whatever I said today on today's podcast will help somebody. If I can help one person who's been through what I've been through, Um, that for me makes all the world of the difference. Um, so thank you for having me. And I really hope I can come back one day, maybe to tell more of my story, um, or to answer more questions or just have a chit chat about life in itself. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to make a podcast like this. And, um, I hope nothing but 
many blessings come from it. All right. Well, thanks again, Zoe. And we are signing out. Thank you for listening. And I hope to have more stories coming in the following week. Thank you very much for listening.